Welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello all and welcome to another Flying Solo podcast. Now look, these days there's lots of talk about how easy it is to get to start a business, but very few think about actually how to get out of a business. Well, maybe other than closing the doors and walking away. Well, my guest today is Jeff Green, a business exit strategist and author of The Smart Business Exit, Getting Rewarded for Your Blood, Sweat and Tears. Now, among his many accomplishments, Jeff was a founding shareholder and initial managing director of Bendigo Stock Exchange, which sold to NSX for a shade under eight million. So look, he certainly knows uh, his way to a nice looking exit. So hello, Jeff. Thank you very much for joining us. Hello, Robert. You're pleased to be on the program. Good. So look... We just ran some research uh, quite recently, we've run it over a few years actually at Flying Solo about uh, do you have an exit plan and perhaps not hugely surprisingly to us and maybe to you, very few people do. Is, is, that, is that how you see things? Is that the state of the market? Yes, look, that's very common um, from all the surveys um, I've seen over over quite a few years. Uh, most most private business owners aren't actually ready for exit, and most of them actually don't don't have an exit plan. So, uh, the information in your survey is very consistent with what I see in the marketplace. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, interestingly, when we've we've said, "Do you have an exit plan?" Some people say, "Well, yes, I have. I'm going to shut my doors and turn everything off." Uh, that's not really a, that. We can do better than that, can't we? Uh, look, I think we can, um, and I, I suspect some of your listeners might be might be thinking, well, this isn't potentially all that relevant to me because maybe I will just shut the doors and that is my exit plan. Mm. Uh, but, I, but I think there's um, some really interesting, you know, thinking that can go on uh, around exits regardless of the size of your business, and uh, and, I, and I think we can cover those those quite well, and I, I, I hope I can pass on some useful thoughts to your listeners in, in, in a range of different areas. Yeah, okay. So you, you're saying that there that a business exit is a realistic proposition even for somebody working by themselves? Yes, I, th- I think it can be, and, and a lot of that's um, around – really getting an understanding of, of where there might be value in your business. Um, and look, I think a, a, a really interesting starting point, Robert, mm. is to is to really have a good understanding of what type of business owner you are. Um, because one thing I spend a lot of time working on with my clients is w- what kind of business person are you? Because that'll have a big okay. impact on, on how you run your business, how you build your business and how you exit your business. Um, and well, I that, think, that's, that's a great place to start. Look, I've been wondering for 20 years what kind of business owner <laughs> I am. So, so how, do we, how do we answer yeah. that question? Uh, well, one, one thing, I, I encourage a lot of my clients to um, use some of the profile, profiling tools around, you know, disk wealth dynamics and so on. But there's one model I particularly use in the business exit area, and it comes from a good colleague of mine, John Warrilow, um, who wrote a terrific book mm, called Built to one. Sell. Yep. Yeah. And he talks about three types of business owners. Um, so he talks about ma- master craftspeople who are love what they do. They get enormous satisfaction out of the, the technical skills that they they use and bring to their client base. Mm-hmm. Um, then there are what he calls freedom fighters, who are people who 
want to build their business their own way. They want to do it their own way. They don't want to work for somebody else. It's all around doing it their own way. And then he has a third category called mountain climbers um, who are just on a quest to to reach a goal, to get to the top of the mountain, and will do anything to get to the top of the mountain. They'll give away part of their company. They'll do whatever it takes to reach that dream. Um, And I know when I looked at your micro business survey um what i saw very strongly out of that was freedom fighters and master master crafts people which doesn't surprise me Mm. um but it but it means that you know as as business owners they're going to look for certain things in their business and they obviously get a lot of satisfaction out of doing the work out of doing it their own way not having a boss they're accountable to and i think all of that's important in terms of how they might then look to exit their business um, further down the track. Okay, so what you're, uh, I love those, that, that designation, uh, those designations rather. Um, so uh, as, you, as you're kind of going through those, I'm thinking, ooh, I'm a freedom fighter. But so, you know, where we, let's, it's, it's all, all well and good to kind of put ourselves in one of those kind of um, sections, if you like, those sectors. What then, how, what, how does that help us when it comes to planning exits? Um, well, let, let me perhaps just give you uh, two examples at opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a trades guy who has done work in and around our houses for two or three decades now, and he's a he's a great trades person. He, he loves what he does, and he's in his early sixties now. And I, was, and I was talking to him. I said, "So, so what? What's your exit plan?" And he mm. said, "Because um, uh, I thought he might like my book." Yeah. And he said, oh, "I've got <laughs> I've got an exit plan. It's really straightforward." Were you trying um, to do a contra for your trade work? By uh, <laughs> this, I'm, I admire you more and more. <laughs> okay. uh, and he said, "Look, it's I, I love what I do. I've never wanted to make my business complicated. I've only ever had one or two people working with me. I've made good money. Um, I'm just gradually winding it down. So just doing what I like to do." I've made sure I've put money in super. I've got a couple of investment properties, so I'm fine on that side. And it's been good. So my exit plan is just to close the business. And the way he described it to me, that makes perfect sense, as long as you know that's what you're doing from the outset. Hmm. Um, The other example was a company I worked with uh, a couple of years ago, a couple of really smart young guys who built this super cool app in a really narrow niche and they knew if they got it right, there'd be three or four really big global companies interested in it. Spent two years building it, um, took it to market, it took off really well um, and they'd sold the business within three years of starting Mm. it for, you know, millions of dollars. So that's very Um, much, in that instance, that's very much a design for exit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. so they designed it from the start. But what they really sold was a valuable piece of intellectual property because they weren't actually making any profit. Um, But the buyer looked at it and said, I like that piece of intellectual property. Um, You've proved it works in the marketplace. We'll buy it and ramp it up enormously Mm. to our client base. So that's looking at, really focusing on building valuable value in your business that a third party might be interested in yeah. so they're two really extreme examples on mm. either side but so but just it, just uh, and I'm, I'm just going to pause you there for a sec so with your trades guy did you just kind of slap him on the back and said well good on you mate i was going to give you a book but i'm not going to bother now or did you say whoa whoa, whoa sit down a minute let's get a cup of tea let's talk about this you know what what, what how do you approach that sort of person um, I, I was actually happy for him because okay. he'd, he'd obviously thought about it um, right, right from the start of his 
you know, business that he wanted to run it a particular way. He wanted to make good money on the way through. He knew it probably wouldn't be worth much when he closed the door. Okay. Um, and he, so he, he'd virtually planned his exit. You know, I'm not sure how consciously he did it, but the way he described it to me, I said, oh, that's a good exit plan because yeah, okay. you, you've built a business that's been very uncomplicated. He, he's a classic master craftsman. He just yeah. loves doing his work. So he didn't have to put himself through the hassle of, complicating his business, building it up and all the rest of it, mm. which if you're not inclined that way, that, that can be really hard to do. And I and I think this is important for, you know, some of your listeners to yeah. understand, you know, where do they fall in those three categories because that will drive how, how successfully they can build their business in certain ways. Yeah, and look, and I guess, um, you know, in that instance, and as, as you say, he was very much a kind of master craftsman, but looking at it, um, you know, one step back as well, he's clearly – He's invested. He's bought a couple of investment properties. So, you know that that's a good exit as well, isn't it? He's built built yes. some value yeah. there. But so once you're let, let's say you know again somebody listening who who is sitting in that master craftsman space. Once you're there, doesn't mean that's the only place you can be. How can we? How can we get to somebody who's in that spot? But say actually, you know what? There is some value here. If you spend the next four or five or ten years doing X, Y, and Z. You know, we can get value. How how do we start? Where do we look for yeah. the value? I I, th- I think in terms of looking for the value, you you need to think about what what things would I enjoy building and that I would be good at building, and that would would be valuable to a to a third party. So okay. to talk about some specific things, um, I mean, and I and I'm seeing some amazing stuff in the marketplace, Robert. That mm. you know, small businesses are building. So they might build something like, say, an online course, or they might write a book, or they might develop a an app in a in a really specialist sort of area. Mm. Um, and those things, if they can build those in a good way, that somebody else can look at it and say, I I could use that. I could use that with my client base. Then you're building something valuable that a, that a that a potential buyer might look at. Other things are um, databases. Yeah. A lot of small businesses, particularly if they've been going for a long time, and in a in a really clear niche, can have incredibly valuable databases um, that would take another business a long, long time to build up, and mm. that can be a really um, sort of a real bit of sleeping value in a lot of businesses. Um, client bases um, can be can be valuable if you can think about ways you can transition that client base. Yep. Um, and that might be to another business. It might be you might bring on, say, a younger partner who wants to perhaps take your business over time and you transition your client base to them. Mm. Um, so there are all these all these ways, and they might not look like a total business sale, but it's looking at what's the value in your business that somebody else might might you know pay you for, and particularly in areas like databases, I've seen people running businesses that are making very little profit, but sell for a lot of money just because somebody wants the database. Yeah, okay. Um, Look, yeah. I think they're great points there, and I, as you just reminded me of. Um and maybe it's because I'm looking out of my office window at my paving at the front, which is recently restored. Um, and I'm looking at, at the company that, would, that did that as well, that have just built such a good process and brand. You know, they've got a very memorable name, Dialer Paver. They've got a very clear logo. They've got a very straightforward process. 
um, presumably there's great value in that as well. They could, they might, while they may not, I have no idea how long they've been going, maybe they haven't got much of a database or much history, but they've got something that someone else can plug into. And that, presumably that's, there's got to be some value there as well. Yeah. And, and, and again, it comes back to the, the kind of person you are. I mean, mm. uh, some, some people really like building things and, and if you're if you're good at that, and it doesn't mean you need to spend all your time in your business doing that, but you can take the day to day work you're doing and and look at how can we actually build this into a, a process or a system or an online tool or whatever that somebody else could potentially buy and then use. Um, so it's th it's really thinking about your business more along those lines mm -hmm. as opposed to just being a service provider or a product seller. Yeah. Okay. And look, and I don't I don't want to. Um undermine the uh, incidents of people hopefully rushing off to buy to buy your great book but um, <laughs> <laughs> having said that I'm going to try and glean a little more out of you so let, let imagine someone working by themselves and is listening to this and going yeah okay maybe there's something here that I haven't seen yet is there a process that um, you can recommend that can get people thinking in that way? I know if they buy the book, they can find the answers. But is there is there a process that can get people starting to get them to think about possibility? Um, I think I think a lot of it is um, really having an open open mind about the sorts of things that 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 can help you in this sort of space. And I mean, yeah, part okay. of it's reading, part of it's um, interacting with with other business owners and and communities like you're building with, you know, flying solo. I, mm. I think are enormously beneficial for um, business owners. Um, and look, I, I really think we're in a golden age for small business, Robert, because mm. um, the the ability to do things with technology now, the ability to quickly build communities in, in ways that were much more difficult in the past. The, the, it's, it's a very rich exchange of, of sort of information and ideas and so on. Um, and I know whenever I'm building something in my business, I, I always go and look at who else has built something similar um, that I can, you know, get inspiration from or, yes. um, you know, use or copy or whatever it is. Um, and so a lot of it's just having the mindset and then going and looking, and it's so much easier to to get the guidance and information now than it used to be. Yeah, look, I, th I think that's that's a, a great response. And I remember when you mentioned John Warrillow, I think the first time I came across him was in a, a podcast that uh, he was in. So as you say, I guess the starting point is start um, taking the subject of an exit seriously, put it on your kind of daily agenda or your... Um, you know your action this is, is start looking at it so I guess that's my next question then is at what point should we start thinking about it I mean what I know um, just before you even answer that you know we've both heard and all of us have heard the situations where people get to a point where they have to sell you know god forbid something horrible happens an illness or a you know a domestic situation something that can pop up that means they have to sell and we don't want to be there do we so how far in advance do we need to start planning for this sort of thing um i think there's there's two aspects to it what one is um building building your exit plan into your uh, just general business planning because um, I think a lot of people tend to think of it almost as a separate distinct exercise where mm. you 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 run and build your business and then at some point you come to a view you need to exit so then you go into a different process but I but I think it's actually part of planning your whole business journey um, and the example you know I gave of you know the tradie yep. who 
um, had worked with us for a long time. He'd effectively built his exit plan into his whole business journey. He kind of knew from the outset what it was going to look like. Mm. Um, so I, th- I think part of it's just building it in so that you, you get into a mindset of when you're doing things in your business, always thinking about, am I, am I actually building something today that could be of value to a potential buyer in the future? And just have that as part of your almost default thinking in your business planning. Yeah, okay. So, you- but even someone, sorry to cut you off again, but mm-hmm. so even someone who's maybe been running their business for 5, 10, 15 years, we can still retrofit that to our plan, can't we? We can say, right. Yes. Yes, yep. okay, good. Absolutely. Mm. Um, and then as I think you actually get closer to, I think I'll move on from my business, you know, relatively soon. Um, then I think you sort of get into more specific planning around what what do I need to do to get ready to exit. Um, now, I'd, ideally, I say to clients, you know, it's good if you can really start moving into that phase four or five years before you exit mm. um, and start and, and just start putting in place, you know, bit by bit the building blocks you need to exit. So part of that's um, actually, you know, understanding more about the exit process, um, what your options are, and they may range from selling to somebody. Um, you, you know, if you've got some, a couple of employees in your business, it may be of interest to one of your employees. But you'd need to start talking to them about that sooner rather than later because to go to them at the last minute isn't the right way to do it. Um, it might be you close your business um, as from an operating point of view, but you actually sell out some valuable pieces of intellectual property like your database or whatever mm. and just do that. So not, not a full business exit, but... Um, past, effectively extracting ex- extracting the real value for a third party because a lot of a lot of buyers will say it's really that just that bit of the business I want yeah, okay. um, I don't actually need everything else and I think for smaller businesses thinking about w- what's the valuable bit that could be extracted from the business is useful hmm. is there is there a danger though you know I'm thinking of it let's say um, use an analogy of selling a car right if you know you're going to sell your car you tend to to start loving it a little less each day because you kind of know it's going and you might already have a shiny one on order and in this scenario the shiny the shiny one just to drag this metaphor out the shiny one might be you know a future when you no longer have to go into your office and work all day is there a danger that you start to love your business a bit less and have you seen that happen and how do we stop that um, I think that's a really, really good point, Robert, because it's a bit like when you decide you're going to sell your house mm. um, and you start thinking about it and you make the first call to the agent and then you're sort of in sell mode, mm. um, even if it's quite informal. It and it's very disruptive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, I, think I, I always try and take clients through um, quite a sort of measured process in that so that... Um, you don't start talking to brokers in a serious way until you know you you, you really are ready to put your, your business on the market. Mm. But a lot of it's doing doing the thinking earlier. So things like getting an idea four or five years out. If I did sell my business, what what what's it likely to be worth? Because quite often a lot of business owners get a real shock when they actually ask that question mm. and find that a business broker or so, or a, an accountant or whatever says, well, it's really only worth about a third of what you think it is, or mm. maybe it's not sellable at all. Now, you're better to know that four or five years out than, you know, six months before you decide to, um, you know, um, try and exit your business uh, because then you can sort of 
make decisions around, well, maybe I'll just work in the business longer um, because if I'm only going to get that amount for it uh, or I might not be able to sell it at all, um, maybe I have a mindset I, I work for another five years. And we're seeing that much more these days. Mm. Um, Is there not also a case, though, that you know you mentioned um, a few minutes ago about apps and technology and, and various innovative ways of doing things? Um, when we go and speak, look, you know, I know none of them are listening, so we're okay. Um, when we think of brokers and accountants, aren't we speaking in many cases to people who may not be across all that sort of stuff? I mean, when they give us a value, how do we know we you know, it's like getting a second opinion from a doctor. How do we know we're talking to the right person, I suppose? Um, look, I think, I think that that's actually a good point, Robert, because I think, I think one thing I find in business exits is, there's there's a range of people who uh, help you with bits of your exit. Mm. There's not many people who bring it together in a holistic way and sort of look at, well, you need to look at value, you need to look at um, how you feel about exiting your business and what you might want to do afterwards. We need to look at, you know, how do you feel about your client base? Because mm. a lot of your listeners would have very um, well-established, incredibly loyal customers yeah, who have been with them for years. Yep. And one issue that can creep up is, you know, when, when you go to move on from your business, a lot of business owners feel incredibly badly about, well, what's going to happen to my clients? Mm. So part of your business exit might in fact be, how do I actually find a solution to that? How do I make sure that part of my exit involves my clients going somewhere where I know they're going to get well looked after? Now, thinking about it, that's a whole bunch of you know, potentially quite disconnected issues, but they all come together when you start looking at your exit. Um, and that's very much the approach I take with clients, making sure that they look at all the parts, they look at them in the right order, and that we get the relevant uh, professionals involved at the right time. Yeah, and look, um, and I guess and, I guess that's, you know, that, that's exactly where you sit, isn't it? You're the person that, um, you know, I think I'll say it because I, I don't think you necessarily want to say so I'm going to. But the role of someone like you is that you can sit down with someone before or in front of or between the accountant, um, you know, and the broker and, and help people see the real opportunities. And maybe there aren't real opportunities. But the good thing about speaking with someone who's dedicated to exits is that's what you're looking at. Whereas a broker, in many cases, in my limited experience with them, is is it's more, can I flog what this guy is trying to sell? You know, which is a slightly different thing. So I think, I guess that's where you sit, isn't it? And where your book sits is is giving people the skills to kind of open their eyes before they go and talk to somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Look, that's the reason I wrote my book. Mm. So people could read it three, four, five years out from their exit and start to think about these things um, rather than thinking about them six months before. And a lot of the information in my book, it, a lot of it's really not available um, generally in the marketplace because there's actually not many books about business exits out mm. there. Um, so a lot of it for me is actually providing that information. I think the other point about some of the other advisors who get involved in business exits, we need to keep in mind that that their business model is very much transactional. So their business is about doing a transaction. And I think that's 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 fine, perfectly. Yeah, like, a, perfectly like a real estate agent, you mean? Yeah, they, yeah. you know, they're, they're about getting a deal done. Um, yeah. So, you know, you, you need to just be mindful when you're going to them that they're interested if there is a deal to be done and they want to get it done 
quickly, they want to get a good result, and then they want to move on to the next deal. Mm. And and that's fine, but you need to understand when you're using them um, as part of your overall business exit transaction that that's the mindset they will bring to it and you just need to be mindful of the positives and negatives of of that 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 way of operating yeah okay good point and just going back to um and and i'm going to close this up in a second but going back to the uh the story that your analogy you're using with the house like do you find sometimes that when you know i'm always thinking in the few times that i've been involved in sort of property sales you know, you you spend weeks getting a house looking beautiful, and you hide all the all the junk and clutter that's normally around. And you know, when you have your first open house, you look at your own house, you go, "My goodness, this is beautiful. Why are we leaving this?" Um, do you find that often, or that occasionally within business, when someone really starts to look at value and build value, that it actually has the reverse effect and makes them love their business even more and go, "Hang on a minute, I'm not selling this to anyone." Yeah, I, one of the great ironies that I see over and over is that the better your business is, the harder it is to move on from. Mm. And it's because of exactly that. The great yeah. businesses, um, people love them. Um, but, um, I mean, perhaps if I could just tell you one little anecdote on yeah, that. One of my fa- favourite clients who um, I've helped with a number of exits um, and, and his first business, which he exited very well, um, I, I, and he's still uh, chairman of that company um, and goes in there once a month or so. And uh, I was talking to him the other day and he said, you know, every day, every time I walk in the door, I wish I still owned the business. And after I've spent five minutes with the managing director, I'm pleased I don't. Um, <laughs> that's good. No, that's um, good. But I think just on the on the the point about how you feel about your business, one mm. thing I spend a lot of time with clients on is talking to them about when you exit your business, whether it's you know in a year's time, five years time, or whatever. What do you want to do afterwards? Mm. What's your renewed purpose when you move on from a business that you've spent so much time working on, and and it's been a massive amount of blood, sweat, and tears over many years? What's your renewed purpose going to be yeah, after okay. you exit? And and that's a that's a really important part of that transition, and and it helps you actually move on from the. You know, I'm really going to feel bad about moving on from this great business because it now looks fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Look, that's that's such a good good point, and, and a, I think a great point to close on. Your right is, is um, and it's all part of that whole process, isn't it? What I've got from your um, your sort of wisdom today is is that we do need to plan it. We do need to think about it. Um, it's a, it's a you know for those of us that have been in business for a while doesn't mean it's ever too late to start planning it but the first thing is to kind of immerse yourself in the subject understand it look for value and then uh, may you know maybe you'll end up loving your business even more um but as you've as you said there a lovely sort of closing point is do plan what you're going to do after you've sold it so very good. Well, look, um, uh, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. I know that you've you very kindly put together a special offer for our listeners, which I will share now. So if people go to smartbusinessexit.com forward slash book offer, or one word book offer, smartbusinessexit.com forward slash book offer, you'll see a very generous flying seller offer uh, for anyone who'd like to grab a copy of your book, The Smart Business Exit. So Jeff Green, thank you very much for sharing your time with Flying Solo. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. 
If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything you know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au.